Hey, Rock. Oh, whoever's there now. But I don't know. Yeah, we went to another tab, and then yeah, I think that stops our audio. For some reason, I think that's what does it. I got to okay, stop doing that, but or just reboot the computer. And thanks for letting us know, Rock. But we were talking about, because I don't know if you heard the first part of it, but it was with about Pink Floyd and, you know, what happened with that. And Sid Barrett started Pink Floyd, but there was too many, too much too fast for all of them. He started doing a lot. Hey, thanks for telling us about that, Rock. I don't know what, at what point the audio got cut out, but whatever. I don't know if you were able to hear the Pink Floyd song or anything we were talking about, Pink Floyd and Sid Barrett and Arthur, you know, Orders and David Gilmore and all that, but how the five by five now? I don't know. What does that What's mean? Five by five. <laughs> five. Hmm. What's five by five? Twenty five now. Twenty five now, or uh, might be five by five. Like he's doing some construction. Like is he still working on his floor? Oh, loud, loud and, and clear. clear. Okay, okay, I guess. All right. But did you? He- yeah, you're, and when you came into the other show, did you hear anything when you ho- logged in? Or you heard something and then it just cut out? No, okay. No, okay, good to know. Right. Thanks for letting us know, Rocky. All right, so we'll start from... We'll start from the top. Yeah, where um, Pink Floyd, where Sid Barrett started Pink Floyd, and David Gilmore, Roger Waters, Nick Mason, whatever. And actually, uh, Roger Waters, he wrote all of Dark Side of the Moon. And, wow. Well, the lyrics for it. Okay. It's an arguably one of my favorite albums other than Electric Ladyland by Hendrix. But Okay. Hendrix which was all him. Yeah. There was no help. I mean, of course, they, yeah, the band well, of Gypsies. Well, he had his, yeah. They, were all, but they weren't all fucking, they were a team. They weren't all about yeah. who gets the glory. Back in my day. Yeah, Rocky says, back in my day. But yeah, there so you go. remember, <laughs> Sid Barrett, Sid Barrett was the genius, even fucking... David Gilmore even says that, yeah, he, if we'd be stuck somewhere, he literally would be walking by, look in the window, see us, walk in, put the headphones on, do this, do that, all within five minutes, walk out, we'd listen to it, and it'd be perfect. Yeah. But if you asked him what he did, you know, the next day, he wouldn't remember it because he did so much psychedelics, he was that fucked up. That so but David sad. Gilmore still kind of looks out for him and makes sure he still has enough money and That's this and good. that, the other thing. But Roger Waters is kind of a dick that way. That makes me sad. And it's what we were talking about before, too. You know, matter of, I think, months ago, uh, Roger Waters did a concert in Berlin and posted Nazi propaganda all over it, let alone was wearing a Nazi propaganda uniform, which is really screwed up. It just makes me so sad. But I expect better of creators. But You know what I mean? Oh, but... Like I said, I think partial to blame is just people. Yeah. Oh, you were saying this. Because I think it's the whole look. You guys paying me a good, you know, 10%, 15%, whatever it is. All I got to do is really keep telling him he's doing a good job. He's a genius. Yeah. Fucking kissing his ass. At some point, you got to tell him, I don't think no. this is a good. No. Yeah. I don't think this is a good idea. I think it's a good idea, but I think you're much more talented and can do better. Oh, there you go. I, however tell you have him, to package it. Tell him no. 
in a different kind of way, but tell him fucking no. Yeah, because if he's if he's thinking that he needs to post Nazi propaganda everywhere for this, how are you going to put it to him? If where you he's really not want to, if you really want to try to point home, yeah. How about you do the yeah. opposite of the Nazi? How about the go. victims? How about that? Portray yes. the victim. Because how many victims were there? But I'm just saying, millions. doesn't that hit yes. more? Yeah. If you come out, yeah, as a fucking guy walking into a fucking oven or a fucking gas yeah. chamber and then fucking clothes yeah holding a little kid's hand doesn't that hit home more than a fucking nut? exactly like rammstein did they had in their, just in their, yeah the music video for their for their song uh deutschland uh there there are a couple parts where they're dressed again the uniforms that the victims had to wear in concentration camps and they're up on the gallows getting ready to be hanged exactly who are you going to promote so, Whose side are you on? Again, I yeah, I just throw it out. You know, you yeah. want con- you want controversy, you want to bring it to light, as you say. I think there's a better way to do it. Yeah, I'm thinking if you want to bring it to light, promoting the promoting the villains is not the way to do that. Right, promoting you know, the ones who caused all the pain is not. You the know, way if to you want to, you know, yeah, again, I agree. But yeah, Roger uh, Waters, he seems to be the one that's kind of a headstrong kind of, you know, if it wasn't for me, Pink Floyd, it would be nothing. Well, you know, actually it's, and I know even the drummer is gets the least yeah. amount of credit. But and isn't that the way it always goes though? Pretty well, much know, the fans, the drummer always gets the least credit. Well, you know that, that and the bassist. You know that person that hangs out with the band? Um, Troopy? No, the drummer. Oh, God, no. You ever heard that joke? <laughs> no, I um, haven't. I've heard that joke. <laughs> Who's that? person that hangs out with the band oh, <laughs> you always get that that is you know, so bad person gets you go, oh no, no no it's a drummer that but is basically so bad. that's the joke to wear oh. um everybody else gets the credit but well, but drummers are necessary too you need that beat yeah, you bon, need it that's where it's at <laughs> bon jovi tico man he fucking oh man motherfucker. again he would rather not eat and play his oh, fucking wow. drums and he was a big dude I, I knew yeah, before. Yeah, you said that. You knew him. Just, yeah, before they made it. And, wow. Dude, why don't you get something to eat? I buy new skins. Oh, yeah, oh, we'd rather man. buy new skins than eat. That's cool. Like, that's when oh. I'm like, you know what? If anybody deserves it, these motherfuckers do. Oh, uh, the little man here. Sorry, but total change of subject. But God, I got for Major Buttons, got our kitty a new puzzle. And I hid treats in it. And the little one is figuring out this new puzzle. Yeah. He saw how mommy was playing with those, so he's learning how to do that. Uh, I wonder if Rocky ever got done tearing that shit out of his basement. Yeah, did you? Your new flooring. I don't think he's in any kind of rush. Plus, thinking it's cold as shit out there right now. Oh, probably. Because it's cold here. Motherfucking cold here. Not as cold uh, as where you're at, though, Rocky, I'm sure. Get it, kitty. Get it, get it, get it, get it. We have such a good boy. Yeah, smart it. boy. I'm getting it. Yay! But yeah, I don't think he was in any kind of hurry to get it done. See? Not yet put flooring down. Oh, man. Oh, wait. You were tearing up flooring, I think, before. Well, was that it? Yeah, he was taking it out. And then going to put it down. It. Yeah. Because yeah, prepping it is a bitch. And again, you know, you're not going to do it in a week. You're not going to do it in a month. you got to take it all out. Then you want to, you don't want to half ass it since you're doing it. Oh, man. You don't want to ever have to do it again. So. I believe you. It's not going to be a quickie. That's involved. And Rocky so, Raccoon says, no big hurry. Good. Exactly. 
exactly. What's the coldest it gets down there? On Rocky Raccoon is calling in. Hey, Rock. Hey. Yeah, I, I ain't hurrying up to put it in yet. We haven't got our snow yet, so y'all. We'll so start, so start getting get snow usually? in it. Huh? How cold does it usually get? I'm up in Montana. I know. <laughs> I don't fucking know how cold it gets there. Sometimes it gets down into the minus 20 bracket. Oh, with a wind right. chill of about minus 75. No, wow. Thank you. Yeah, it can get brutal here. Yeah, but it doesn't last that way all winter long. It, we have warm ups and stuff. You know, after you've been in like 10 degree weather for a month and 40 degree is short sleeve weather. Yeah. Oh, that is too much. You know, it's it's something that sounds similar. My sister used to live in Wisconsin, and she would say about that uh, that crazy weather. I, I think you guys would say Montana and Wisconsin. Mm. You have very similar weather, right? Yeah, I'm I'm on, on in the high plains area of Montana, which is about two thirds of the state. It's nothing but high plains and some mountains here and there. Big but sky it's basically country, right? looks like it looks like Iowa. Okay. <laughs> Only a, a lot higher. <laughs> Man. Oh man, and again, being higher like that, then it gets even colder. Yeah, well, I, I'm sitting about 3,400 feet above sea level. Oof. So, do you think you're going to be getting that new floor down soon, or is it going to have to wait until uh, after after the winter? Oh no, I'm going to do it during the winter. Oh, <laughs> too much seems... stuff to do in the summertime. <laughs> That's fair. I was just thinking though, like if it's so cold, it would be no, too much. No. I, the, my, it's in my basement. It's on the, I got a concrete floor in my basement. It had carpet in it. I ripped all the carpet out. I still got to scrub the floor to get the glue off of it. And then uh, I'll put down either uh, vinyl or I may go with a pergo type flooring. Looks like wood. Pergo, yeah. I've been looking at a lot of different patterns and I'm thinking about uh, doing a pattern on the floor. And I'm, I, I, I just haven't decided note. what I want to do. Yeah, huh? so I saw this thing about a this it was a um, domesticated sheep out in Australia, yeah. and a few years later they found it living with uh, at the Sugarloaf Reserve Nature in Australia. They found it living with a bunch of kangaroos. What? Yeah, and it, it that was, is amazing. Uh, it was funny. They, is it um, a fighting sheep now? I don't know. I guess they kind of took them in as their own, but like Aww. this thing is huge because it you know it hasn't been um sheared oh wow so, yeah. look at that but yeah it's a it's a name of sugar i guess oh. sugar of the sheep so but um, we, we, we've yeah, had a few people here that have off, we, we have a few people here who've had uh sheep that run away from the herd and they find them a year or two later and they're just big fluff balls and yeah, they spend a couple hours trying to shear off all the wool. <laughs> but did something. they, what are they just kind of on their own or do they like join some other kind of herd that takes them in? Oh, look at it now. Oh, look so, at wow. Some yeah. of them, some of them kind of get lost out there for a year or two and they just kind of mosey around, you know, and, right. and then they come across them or somebody says, Hey, I got a sheep over here. I think it's one of yours. And they go and look for it, find it. Yeah. You know, it's holed up in a in a, a ravine somewhere that makes its home there and eats everything wow. around it, you know. Just like I said, you'll this article today about uh, some lady uh, spent $1,000 to find 
find her find cat. Find her lost cat. And the guy actually found yeah. it for her, but it wound up spending, or she wound up spending about $8,500 because, because yeah, this, this, uh, it was the, found how far away? Um, What's it? Uh, 12 miles away and was starving. And it, was it was so starving. It was starting to digest again. That's Well, that's what's like anorexia. You, you starve yourself. Your yeah. body starts to digest itself to survive. So it ended up yeah. costing like $8,500 to rescue their cat. Yeah. And the thing about it, though, is since it's a domesticated cat, a lot of them don't have the, the killer instinct. Right. Yeah. And well, if a mouse ran by it, it would know what to yeah. do. Oh. Yeah, it might play with the mouse and still starve to death. And other cats, you know, you got barn cat. A we need a rabbits. bug if it had to. Yeah. Right. It, it, it chases down rabbits, you know. Yeah. Or exactly. we need a bug if it had to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like I had a Whatever they terrier outdoor dog for a while, and he would, yeah, he would uh, catch, but he would eat. So he would eat whatever he caught. But we fed him too, I remember. But it's still. Yeah. Tell the story about the water, but the water. Uh, oh, the water that was, pen. That's funny. Man. This was adorable. First, uh, well, let me tell you. Yeah, a smudge pot was my dog. That's a great name, first of all. Absolutely, pot. and he was the most adorable little Jack Russell Terrier. And this is my. This was at my family family home again, the home I grew up in with my mom, my dad, my sister. And um, uh, when actually it was uh, the uh, best friend of uh, my first grade teacher's son had found him just wandering around on a, on a road, down a road. Somebody must have abandoned him because, you know, it's, it's farm country. So if, if your dog had pet, had uh, pets and you didn't want them, you just took them out into the middle of the field and just let them go. And she found him walking down the side of a road, and um, she scooped him up and uh, brought him to, again, my first grade teacher's home. And my first grade teacher would remember me saying in class, saying that I always wanted a dog, <laughs> I always wanted a pet. So she called my parents. Hmm. And said, well, there's this adorable little dog. So my dad uh, brought me to go pick up Smudge. Well, his, his, he was just a dog at that point. didn't have a name. And we drove him around to different places, and nobody claimed him. So we brought him to the house. And your sister didn't like him. No, my sister my sister does not like dogs. And it's not like pets at all. And my mom doesn't like pets at all. Mm. Neither. Uh, neither mm. of them like pets. But uh, my, my parents, what they do in their, uh, around the house, around their house, they have flower beds. They do really, really nice work with uh, flowers, bushes, um, uh, all sorts of beautiful plants all around the house. And uh, there's one thing in the backyard, um, just outside of, the, outside of the flower bed, there's a sidewalk that, go, that connects to the driveway. Well, they, they do their own yard work. They do their own, uh, their own gardening within the flower beds. And there is um, one, of their one of their watering, uh, watering cans. It was a plastic watering can that was empty, just sitting on the sidewalk as they were working on getting things planted and all of this. They didn't put any water in it yet. And Smudge Pot walked up to this, snipped it. And he looked at me and I said, I know, it's a watering can. And he turned his head, grabbed a hold of the side handle of the watering can with his mouth, and started dragging it up and down the sidewalk. <laughs> and this became one of his toys. That became Until his water can. Enough and not enough. Right? Exactly. It was, well, it was, it was only, <laughs> there's only half of the watering can left. You couldn't put any more water in it. There's no bottom anymore. But it was just a plastic piece that he could grab with his mouth and drag, uh, drag up and down the sidewalk. And it was one of his favorite things in the world. But I could, I could picture that. Oh, yeah. Adorable. Now, I got to tell you this, too. I know, I know I've told our, our listeners about this before, too. Our cat. So we have not major buttons. Yes, we're talking about you, baby. He's sitting. He's sitting on top of the stove, which is which is cool. It's not hot. He's just sitting on top of the stove watching us right now. But uh, when we brought him home from the ASPCA, 
uh, we saw that, well, cats are notorious for not drinking enough water, so they get dehydrated. Um, so, well, you should get, get a water fountain for your cat. There are all sorts of water fountains you could get. Well, uh, we had ordered one, and when it arrived, uh, we had it in pieces on, on the ground, and we were getting everything put together. Hadn't put any water in it yet, but had it, most of it put together, at least for the most part. And Tim stepped out of the room, went to the living room for something, and little man, Major Buttons, walked up to it, sniffed it. Then he looked up at me with those big, beautiful eyes that he has. And I said, I know, that's for you. That's your water fountain. He grabbed a hold of the side of the water fountain with his mouth and started dragging it around the dining room. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I know who you are. I know yeah. who you are. <laughs> so Major Buttons and Smudge Pot come back to life as Maybe. far as I'm concerned. Yep. I fostered dogs for about 10 years. Oh, yeah. And uh, they come off in here sometimes in, in litters, and sometimes we get mamas with the litters. Aww. And, uh, you know, these dogs were basically runaways at first, and the babies were basically just victims of the mama running away. But I had all kinds of different kinds of dogs, mainly pit bulls and uh, Rottweiler. And uh, I did get a Sharpay one time. It came in. He was all manged up. Oh. And uh, most of my dogs I still have are, are uh, uh, what you might want to call runaways or rescues. Right. Okay. I got one here right now that I've had for about uh, just about a year now. I got her last December. And she's part um, blue healer and part pit bull. Okay. Wow. She's got a patch of, of blue healer color on her chest and her feet, and the rest of her solid black. Wow. Now, this is, dog, she, is she yours forever her. now? Oh, Are yeah. I, I went and called the people up and said, hey, I, I, I want to adopt her. Yeah. I, was looking at, I had one dog that just recently passed away, and I knew um, she was going to. She had I'm diabetes. sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear oh, well, that. It, it ain't happens. never easy. Yeah, it, it's not easy. But uh, I had her, and, and I thought, well, you know, I, I better get me another and trained up because she's only going to last maybe a year or two more. Oh. She was 10 years old at the time, getting ready to turn 11. And yeah, so uh, How long did those yeah, I, yeah, I, I got this one here, and she's like uh, my, my shadow now. <laughs> you know, she, she's, she came here, the people who had her, turned her into the vet because they couldn't feed her no more. They couldn't afford to feed her, which is kind of sorry. Your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I got her. She was skinny and I fattened her back up to her normal weight. And, uh, you know, it's like since the first day she came in here, all she wanted was somebody to pet her. And I, mm. I go, this dog probably spent her life on the chain so far. She's about, she'll be about probably a year uh two years old now about two years old yeah i was reading about uh, that um you know because in my feed stuff like that comes up and one basically the story you just said and a little bit different but you said that you know the dog that they got it could hardly walk because it it was chained on a very short leash so it yeah. Oh, that is it, heartbreaking. The legs, the just and the muscles were atrophied so bad in the and in the cold and whatnot. But yeah. you know, they did the best they could to um, get it to some. You know, it's a much better shape than it had ever been in six Ugh. months later, and the thing did wind up 
living about three or four years. You know, some of the dogs at least it was some of the dogs we got came from the dump and they were pretty messed up. And you know, some of them had mange, some of them didn't, but uh, you know, some of them came off of ranches where they they would were looking for them and found them and and turned them over to the rescue people. And I was a fosterer, and uh, like I said, we we probably put a thousand dogs through here in about 10 years because it seemed like it was non stop. And at one point, I just had to say, We can't do this no more. Yeah, because it, it just gets it's, too much. Because I, I was dealing sometimes with two and three and four litters at a time. That's yeah. Well, that, thank you for doing it while you did, because that's important. Well, yeah, I, I'm still doing it. I, before I got this one here, another one came in, but she was already ticketed to go somewhere else for an adoption. Okay. And she was a good dog. But that's always good. But, uh, Every now and then they bring me the ones that nobody else wants to foster. Like, yeah. you know, most of the dogs around here are a pit bull or a Rottweiler. Okay. You don't see too many of the uh, of the the golden retrievers. You don't see too many yeah. Labradors. Okay. But uh, I live near a reservation where they have a couple of pit bull breeding farms for fighting. Oh. And one of my pit bulls I had, he was uh, a puppy that escaped from one of them. He was oh, actually found good. at the end of the driveway mm-hmm. to a pit bull farm, and they picked him up. And I understand and they're he, the sweetest dogs. They are. Oh, yeah, they are. They're big babies. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're well, they're not really whole... big babies. It, they, they're social animals. Oh, and he was one of those that protected the little ones around him. I mean, I could bring oh. a litter in, drop him in the yard. He would protect them. That is if so anybody sweet. come close to the fence, <laughs> he would want to eat them up. He would guard them. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was a devoted um, babysitter, but you know he's gone now. Yeah, and I remember, uh, I remember doing but, a, a this a construction job. Um, probably 40, 40 years ago about now. And um, it was for an older guy and his, his uh, wife. That guy had to be in his 70s and they never had kids, but they had the two pits. And it was just starting to be before the whole, um, oh my God, pitbulls, they, they attack this and that and the other thing. And I knew yeah. years before that, I went, believe it or not, I went to Sunday school and a friend of mine would go see his father-in-law and not father, sorry, not his um, mother's son, brother, but the, the uncle, close, uh, you know, close uncle or relative, uncle, whatever you want to call it. But my friend Gary would go down there to the ranch there and he'd say, he goes, they have these dogs, they're called pit bulls, but they actually can kill like coyotes and basically their jaws can lock onto something that's going to uh, hurt the herd or hurt the, the uh, cattle or hurt the uh, horses. Yeah. Like this, he goes, this fucker could jump on like a buffalo and like tear it to pieces. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they're pretty fucking mean dogs, but they're not mean to people. But unless you're really fucked up and breed them that way. So I yeah. knew that, but any dog couldn't be that. 
Like if you teach a dog to say attack, <laughs> you do that with a chihuahua. <laughs> exactly. Or you could do that with a fucking cat, probably. You know? Yeah. Or gold. It's how you, it's <laughs> how you raise them. It's like a kid. Yeah. The, the, the bad part of it is, is most people get a dog and they never develop a relationship with them to prove to the dog that, hey, I'm the alpha, not you. Yeah. You know, and that's what I do with my dogs. I mean, I, if I raise my voice, my dogs look for a place to get out of the room. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, just because they know one of them screwed up. Oh, but they have to. You, you have, have to. to. You have to understand yeah. that. Dogs are nothing more than, you know, they reach the, the attitude for normal dogs as about a six-year-old. You know, they, they never really get any higher than sure. that. Yeah, from that. Yeah, but, but yeah. They, will, they will give you a sense of devotion because a dog is the only animal that we have around us all the time, you know, unless you're a cattle farmer or a horse right. farmer. Yeah, that will, the, uh, that, that will will protect you with his life. Yeah, oh yeah. You know? like, I, I like that saying about cats don't care. <laughs> and that's, but that's why I like that's cats. But that's why I like cats because if I left for the weekend, yeah, four or five days, you know, he would figure shit out. But a dog, yeah. oh no, you couldn't do that. But cats can figure shit out. That's why I like cats more than dogs. But oh, yeah, and oh, yeah. cats are the only. Cats are the only killer you live with, though. <laughs> but you know, I, mean, I like the I like the saying of the whole. A lot of times we forget that when we have a, an animal or a pet, it's in our lives for part of the part of our lives. Yeah. But yeah. for that animal, we are their entire life. Yeah. 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 So, you know, kind of putting things in perspective. <laughs> you leave for five and, minutes. It's like you've been gone for a year, and a dog comes up there and licks your face. And oh no, but he gets that look when else, I go to leave you know? in the morning. He looks at me like, "Oh, you're leaving." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. Our cat. Uh, he's definitely not. I mean, I'm I'm sure he could figure things out, but he's definitely the type. There's there's a separation anxiety. Yeah, but I'm has. saying. Yeah, but normally with all animals. Normally, and that's why I like cats. Like I like, like I like my Timmy time. Nobody bugs me. I'm by myself. Well, and, yeah, but, yeah. You know, I, I'm a little bit that way. But but I love dogs. I love other people's dogs. And I can <laughs> tell them to get the fuck out of here. I'm done playing with you. Go go home. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> right. Yeah. I used to be gone for six months at a time. Sometimes, and Damn. I'd come home and my dogs would just go nuts. They would just oh. be all over me. Yeah. Just because they, they, they know who daddy is. You yeah. Know? That is and so they, sweet. They spent time with mommy and now they're ready to play again. That know? is so sweet. You no, know, it is. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's animal devotion, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. Actually, you know, speaking, speaking of dogs, this is dog related, uh, just a slightly different, uh, different topic on it. Uh, you know, we have actually, uh, we have uh, dog mares. Here in the city, the first official female dog uh, has been named the uh, the mayor dog of New York City. Her name is <laughs> Sally Long Dog, and she looking at her, she looks like a basset hound. And uh, they walked her around City Hall, and she got to meet all the actual elected officials. And apparently, it's a big deal because all the all the dog mayors have all been male dogs up until now. She's one crazy bitch. You know, I don't know if she's a crazy bitch or not, but apparently she was a happy girl getting to walk around and meet people. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Well, Joe yeah, dogs are, are, oh, okay. Dogs are, are are a product of the people who raise them. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Now I've seen some really sweet dogs. I'm also seeing other dogs that would bite you while they're wagging their tail looking at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't know if you caught that joke before, Um, (laughs) uh, Rocky. Uh, Who's that guy that hangs out? Who's that person that hangs out with the band? What do they call them? I said groupies, and he said no. What, what do they call them, Rock? The person who hangs out you with You know, the bands? people that hang out with bands? Oh, groupies. Groupies. No, drummers. <laughs> that is so bad. Drummers? That is so bad. That's, an, that's such an old joke. I'm surprised you didn't hear about it because it's we're, we're talking about Pink Floyd for the whole. I, I grew up with them. <laughs> I grew up with people like that, and we called them groupies. I know, but it's a joke. Together, it's like the you know? drummer gets no credit, you know, yeah, for anything. Oh yeah, yeah. I see where I see where you where you're going with that now. They never yeah. get credit. So yeah. that's what the funny thing. Is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see where you went with that one. <laughs> I, yeah, it's. I thought it was funny. So bad. It's kind of unless crazy. you're in, unless you're in Fleetwood Mac. Well, Nick Mason. <laughs> Pink Floyd, right? He, <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Uh, Nick Fleetwood was the drummer for Fleetwood Mac. Well, he started it, right? He started the band, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. everybody knew who he was. And no, not yeah, everybody, liked, I don't think. But it, I they liked the mean. other ones, but they knew Fleet uh, Mick Fleetwood was was the head man there. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. The rest of them are all second class citizens as far yeah, as drummers Nicks. went. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But and Stevie Nicks, of course. But yeah. Right. Who didn't? All right, I'm sleepy. I got to go to bed. Same here, but thanks for calling in, Rocky. We'll talk to you okay. tomorrow. Then. Yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow. Yep, God willing. All right. But we'll I'll keep an eye out for you. All right, Excellent. Everybody. We'll catch you then. All right, we'll talk we'll to you then. We'll catch everybody tomorrow. Have a good right. night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.